Good evening and welcome back to the Student of the Game podcast. I'm your host, Tavares Ellis. Once again, thank you all for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. I really do. All right, so last night, Lakers versus Jazz. Anthony Davis just went into monster mode, man. Monster mode. We're talking 40 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocks. Oh, 90% from the free throw line. 90% from the free throw line from a center. I mean, that's, you know, normally you only see those kind of numbers when you create a player on NBA 2K and you make your big man has 99 everything. I mean, I like LeBron. I'm a LeBron James fan. I like LeBron. Do I like him more than Jordan? Do I like him more than Hakeem the Dream? No, I do not. But I like him. I think he's an awesome player. Great career. But this year, Anthony Davis is the MVP for the Lakers. Anthony Davis. He leads that team in in everything except for what assist. And it makes sense for LeBron to lead that team in assists because he handles the ball more. But too many people are saying that, well, that's because LeBron James gets him involved in the offense and all that. Listen, no, no, that's not it. That's part of it. But it's not just because LeBron gets AD involved in the offense. I mean, AD gets his own self involved in the offense. He gets him own, his own self involved in it. He can handle the rock. I mean, do you, do you, do, you, do people not see this guy? This guy has he has good ball handling skills. I'm not gonna. I don't know if it's the same ball handling skills that's equivalent to a starting point guard or starting guard in the NBA, but he handles the ball very well for a big man. Okay, he can shoot the three. He can make free throws. He can go to the basket. Oh, he plays defense. Five blocks. I think he's averaging about two and a half blocks a game. Oh, and guess what? He did that damage against the against a two-time defensive player of the year award winner in Rudy Gobert. Okay? So it's not like he was playing against some scrub. Dude dropped 40 points. When LeBron was sitting on the bench, he was carrying that team in the third quarter. AD was. Okay, so. Listen, it's okay to like LeBron James, but and still believe that AD is the MVP for the Lakers. Okay? LeBron, it looks like he's still trying to get some rust out of his game right now. So, you know, right now, AD is carrying that team. He's carrying that, well... He, yeah, he's carrying the team. I, I said it. He's carrying the, that Lakers team. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make me a hater. It doesn't make you a hater if you feel the same way. Okay? But, yeah, that he, he was giving Rudy Gobert the business. The business. And especially coming off, it's like he had, he had a he, he didn't have a good game. Let me see. AD did not have a good game against the Raptors the other night. So it seems like he made up for it. <laughs> he made up for it. 
But once again, everybody, I mean, 40 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocks. He leads the team in scoring, in rebounding, in blocks, in field goal percentage, in free throw percentage. That's the that's the real MVP for the Lakers. And it's okay. When, deep, when LeBron James went to Miami, okay, eventually it became LeBron James' team, despite D-Wade being there. And that doesn't mean you're a, you're a hater of D-Wade at the time. It eventually became his team, LeBron James' team, and that's okay. And that's the case in this situation. Hey, it's this is AD's team. You saw what happened last year. LeBron did not have AD, and they they was barely scratching the surface at the number eight, the number seven, number nine spot last year. You add AD, a top five NBA player. Top five NBA, um, top five defender, top five offensive player. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be number one in the West, and it's okay. It does not make you a hater, everybody. All right, student of the game. Peace. Welcome back, Student of the Game Podcast. I am your host, Tavares Ellis. Thank, thank you once again for tuning in. All right, so home court advantage, does that even matter in the NBA anymore? I mean, without the actual fans being there? I mean, you have the virtual fans, okay? That's, that's cool, but everybody's pretty much playing like in, this, in the same arena. I mean, how, how big is home court advantage? Let me see. The Milwaukee Bucks, they have already been established as the number one seed coming out of, out of the East. As a matter of fact, they're the number one seed in the entire NBA. Okay. And the Lakers, they officially clinched the number one seed last night with their victory over the Utah Jazz. And, and, after, and I'm trying to think. I, I watched I watched enough of the game and I could not tell who was the home court who's the home court team who's the home team I don't know maybe I'm just oblivious I don't know let me see okay actually it shows Lakers at jazz so technically the Utah Jazz were the home home had the home court advantage yesterday but it sure it sure did not seem like it I'm not saying that would have mattered, but maybe it would, maybe it would not. Who knows? But in the playoffs, home court advantage normally matters. I mean, like, wow. I mean, are, is it possible that we, this does home court the way the home court advantage, the way it's set up now in the bubble? Does that increase the probability of us getting a situation where the um, just like back in the day when the um, Denver Nuggets defeated defeated the Seattle SuperSonics, who were the number one seed, number one versus number eight seed, or when the Golden State Warriors, who was a number eight seed, defeated the Dallas Mavericks, who was a number one seed back in I believe that was that was 2006, 2007 season. And Dallas have, has a has a has a good crowd. The Warriors have a great crowd. So home court advantage mattered. 
And you know what? It made the victory even more special if you won on your home team's court. Because despite all the chitter chatter and the jeering that's coming from the crowd, you know, you still focus and you go out there and win the game. And also, you have a lot of players. There's some superstar players. Um, that you have role players. A lot of times, their game is affected based on the home home court advantage. You have some guys they play much better on the home than they do on the road. But that eliminates that entire factor right there. Now, because you don't have to worry about going on the road dealing with the pressure. You know, other team. You know, the fans are talking bad about you. And you have some fans that are just downright mean. Okay. Like just mean, disgusting, and they don't always get rid of them out of the stands. You know, a lot of times they let them stay there as long as they're not being, as long as they're not crossing the line. Okay, I mean, I remember in the finals, um, the eight nineteen, what is it, nineteen eighty six NBA finals, the Rockets versus the Celtics, and Ralph Sampson, he had a big game against the Celtics in Boston. Then the next day, you know, that Celtics crowd got to him. It got to him. It threw his game off. I don't. I think he had like eight points in the next game. And the Celtics went on to win the championship. That was against the Houston Rockets when they had the Twin Towers. Okay. Akeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson. And Ralph Sampson, for those who don't know, get educated on that. <clears throat> but, what I mean, you know, fans matter in the crowd I don't think the virtual fans really affect people that much to me I compare that to playing NBA 2K you know when I'm playing NBA 2K I'm not I'm not focusing on the home crowd in a video game they're just avatars and to be honest with you it looks like the fans on NBA 2K (laughs) seems to be looks looks realer than the fans the virtual fans that are at the game their avatars or whatever it is you know so i mean because you got a lot of you got a lot of situations you're going to be dealing with you can have people screaming and thinking you know i'm screaming at the top of my lungs my team can hear me as i root for them and the other opposing team can hear me as i jeer them and you know what if your internet signal goes out (laughs) you know it's I don't know. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot to process. I mean, it, I'm like, wow. This is going to be this is going to be very interesting. But hey, it's new. This is new. But I don't think home court advantage is going to matter. And I think you're going to see. I think we're going to see a. If we don't see a number one seed getting knocked off by a number eight seed, we're going to see a number two seed getting knocked knocked off by a seven seed at least. Home court does not matter. <laughs> Now I wonder are the officials are going to modify adjust how they um, do their calls based on home court advantage because normally the home team normally gets majority of the calls. So I wonder is that going to change? Are they going to continue to do that? That would be interesting. But see, I know one of the other one of the main reasons why that they would do that is because. A lot of officials, referees, they don't want to feel the pressure of the home crowd. But guess what? Now, there is no pressure from the home crowd. I mean, unless 
people are capable of coming out of their avatars and just busting out and chasing the official down and jarring at the official. This is gonna this is this is gonna be cool to watch. This is gonna be cool to watch. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean it's you know this kind of stuff is sep- I mean it's this is sep- it separates a team from getting swept to potentially going to six games. And when you're the when you're when when you're the number one, number two seed, and you're going up against the number seven, the number eight seed, typically you're trying to get them out of the way quick. Normally those matchups are gentleman sweeps where it goes no more than five games. But I think now it, you may end up seeing them seeing more go into six games. And anything can happen because the more you play, you increase the the probability of one of the players, key players on your team, getting hurt. You know. Um, and it looked like we may have some interesting number one and number eight seed match matchups. Um, I I'm not sure who's number eight in the East. I need to check it. But right now, it hasn't been confirmed who's going to be the number eight seed in the West. But what if what if the Portland Trailblazers is a number eight seed, right? And you're the Lakers. You're going up against Portland. I mean, you're going up against Dame and C.J. McCollum. I mean, the Lakers, they already struggle on perimeter defense. You got Carmelo Anthony that's he's playing rejuvenated. They have Nurek, Nurek back. Hassan Whiteside, I mean, you have big bodies to throw at Anthony Davis, but I still think AD is going to do his thing. Hey, LeBron is going to have to turn it up. He's going to have to <laughs> he's going to have to go into LeBron mode in, you know, finals mode in the first round possibly. Cause you know, you know, Carmelo Anthony is not gonna back down going up against LeBron. I mean, no, they, they're boys, they're best friends. They, oh yeah, it's gonna be competitive. But there's no answer against Dame and CJ. That, I, you know, unless there's some injuries that happen, that that would be an interesting matchup. Or what if they end up facing the Pelicans? I think the Lakers will win that one for sure. But I think it will be an interesting matchup. You have a lot of the former Lakers going up against the current Lakers team. And I think that would be solely heavily dependent on how much Zion Williams is able to play. I mean, if Zion Williams is only playing 20, 25 minutes, then I I personally do not want to see the Pelicans in the playoffs. Now, I don't want to see a sample. I want to see him going out there playing 30 to 30, playing 35 minutes. I want to see him trying to win because that's what he is there for i mean now if he's playing 32 35 minutes tonight in that matchup then oh wow I, the lakers they're gonna have a <laughs> that's a lot to handle i still think the lakers would win that for sure you know but memphis i think they'll take memphis but i think memphis will still cause some problems but i don't think the lakers want the Blazers to be the number eight seed, or hey, it, that was a good that was a good game last night against the Utah Jazz. Um, the, the Jazz might land at the number eight spot. So that would be in a, that would be a good matchup. That would be a good matchup. So far, let's see. In the East, you have the number one Bucks. They will face the Nets so far if the playoffs start today okay the nets are the are the orlando magic so i think i don't see the bucks 
losing against those guys. I mean, at best, it'll probably be a gentleman sweep, but I'm thinking that's going to be a sweep right there. I mean, now, if Kyrie Irving or KD was to, was to come out and play, then we'll have some, a whole completely different story. But maybe the Nets might, might get one or two victories. Who knows? Let's see, the Raptors against the Magic. Hmm. I think the Raptors might, I mean, the Raptors are very disciplined. I think the Raptors, that would be a gentleman sweep. Let's see, let's go to the West. The Clippers are number two, so they would face... see it's possible they may face they could face anyone from let's see the Mavs or the Thunder yeah that would be oh Chris Paul going up against his former team I don't think yeah I think the Clippers would handle would handle the Thunder gentlemen sweep the Mavericks that I think if they play the Mavericks I think that can go to seven I mean, because of because of Luca and the unicorn, I think that that matchup can go to seven. And Rick Carlisle is a great coach. That can go up to seven games. Well, okay, let me take that back. It can go up to six, but I still see the Clippers winning that. All right. Let me see. Lou Williams should be back by then, and Montrez Harold. Yeah. But that that will be a very very good matchup. Okay, doesn't look like the Lakers will have to face the Mavericks in the first round. Because that would be a good matchup also. But let's see, it could be Portland. Right now, Grizzlies have the number eight spot, but it could be Portland. I mean, maybe the Spurs. Maybe the Spurs. I mean, you can't underestimate the coach in the Popovich. But I, I I don't see I don't see the Spurs beating the Lakers. That might be an actual sweep right there. You know, just give the ball to AD. Give the ball to AD. Give the ball to AD. All right. But yeah, this this home court advantage, it this is a game changer, a big time game changer. I mean, it it takes off some of the pressure, and also especially when you're the road team. But also when you're the home team, like a lot of, you know, when you hit a three-pointer and the crowd goes wild, I mean, those are things that you imagine as a kid when you're shooting, you know, when you're at the playground or shooting on the, on your basketball goal in your backyard or your front yard, you know, or anywhere, you know, you imagine the crowd going wild and bam, you hit the game-winning shot and this thunderous roar, you know, is let out from the crowd. You're not going to get that. It's going to be silence. <laughs> well, not silence. You're going to hear the cheers of your teammates and the coaching staff and the virtual fans, I guess. I don't know. Are they going to add, like, extra speakers? You know, because it's one thing to have a home game in the regular season, but in the playoffs, it gets loud, louder, louder. But we'll see what's going to happen. Student of the game.